G'day punters, welcome to a Geelong Cup preview show powered by puntingform.com.au and we're going to use baggybet.com prices, my prices. Uh, Shane Curlio and Pistol Pete Anthonis join me to go through a fat day's racing at Geelong. We're going to only talk about the Geelong Cup itself, which is race eight, a group three. Uh, at the end of the show, some slides will come up with the boys' best bets, which are in different races and some value plays as well as their top five in the race. Boys, let's kick off with uh, the speed map. For the Geelong Cup, uh, I thought it was reasonably busy. Um, and there's a couple of like hopeful maps, hopeful map, hopeful map horses there for me, which is, actually translates to every one of you, to, both of you two as well. But I think Serpentine rolls across, Groove Fairy gets a good run from three. Herman Hess can be wherever it wants from two. I didn't know what San Herberto and Aurora Symphony want to do. I think Aurora will be close. San Herberto might roll all the way across and take up a spot. Um, Shabout and particularly Rodrigo Diaz is a grey up. Um, La Dragon T was no intent last start. This is a big step up for that horse, but it's drawn barrier nine. Uh, the rest sort of make up the the back half of the field. I think Macram has to go back from 17. Uh, the, we're going to run through the prices and then uh, each and every runner. Any thoughts on that map, you two? Yeah, I think Rodrigo Diaz goes back. I've watched his last three starts and uh, he drew wide in the Ebor, and they basically took him back to last three wide with cover. So I think it's probably going to end up being much the same here. I can't see it coming across being ridden too aggressively early. I think San Herberto just follows Serpentine across and tries to sit outside the lead. I don't think they'll try and do anything too fancy otherwise. Um, that's probably the the main one there. I think, like you said, you know, T Waters, Luncey's, Macroom, Attorney, they all go back from their wide gates. So I think it probably ends up being they find their spot and just go along, probably even tempo, maybe a bit quicker early. Yeah. And, and we're sort of the puntingform.com.au data leads you to think it's a slight advantage to be up and in. Yep. However, this is a 2,400 meter race. So I think pattern less relevant. Uh, let's kick off with horse number one, Serpentine, who we've got $31. Um, there is some, some 41s out there. I just don't want to be top of the market this horse because of the map and, and the camp and um, the profile of the horse. Has anyone got an opinion on the horse here? Um, best figures for me were in 2020 when it was overseas. I don't think we've necessarily seen that so far. I thought it might improve if it gets a genuine good track there on, on Wednesday, which I guess is a chance of. There's no real showers forecast, but what soft seven at the moment need a fair bit of wind around to dry the track out. But uh, look, it's, yeah, like you said, it's not one I'd necessarily lay at bigger price, but it certainly needs to improve a fair bit to produce its best. Jane Bunn's predictions suggest that this might be the last good track we do see for about a week. And it could, so I think it'll get to a soft six, maybe a little bit better. Shane, any thoughts Serpentine? Yeah, I was just trying to work out who he's going to be the pacemaker for in this race, Jack, and I couldn't find it. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I can see why you don't want to be top odds. It's, you know, that was a very tight finish the Bart Cummings you know it led and there was two lengths between them um you know nearly top to bottom with the exception of San Roberto so um yeah. and Bound declares come out of that race and gone reasonably well in the Caulfield Cup he's uh this horse is SP $21 versus interpretation who SP'd $4 that day and there was uh, you know a length between them so 
The next horse, number two, Midnight Blue for Uncle Bob, uh, Danny O <laughs> and Jai. I, I wanted to take this horse on, but uh, the sheets, the way we operate, um, the prices have found it a little bit. So I'm again, sort of just with the with the the herd here with this horse at twenty one dollars. Pistol thoughts? Yeah, he's been on track all prep. I remember seeing him first up at Caulfield, and he was fat and woolly, and then he improved a lot at Mooney Valley. Um, he's obviously would have come on again. He wasn't suited last start. Flemington, he was three wide, no cover. He only really got to outside the lead at about the thousand, and he he did keep finding there in the Bart Cummings, and I think almost certainly they'll ride him worse in midfield here. So he should be in around the right spot to get a run at them. Um, does he have the complete top versus some of these at their complete top? I think that's probably a query. Um, obviously, he has one over the 2,400, but that was the Perth Cup, which isn't real, a real race. So, uh, look, you know, I, again, I've got him marked $14. So it's possibly a small winning result for me at best. Shane? Yeah, I probably think he um, beats Serpentine home. That's for sure. Um, I sort of like, you know, sixth or seventh, nice run. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, number three, San Herberto, $71. There's 101 out there. Uh, I think he probably starts bigger. But again, I just don't want to take on horses this early on that are going to potentially sort of sit outside or lead at Geelong. You know, could come to race eight and it's been the place to be. Uh, but I think his, his chances are grim, having said that, Pete. Yeah, I mean, his best figures overseas actually are pretty competitive <clears throat> if you compare them against the other internationals. But the problem is he's had six starts here in Australia and... What's his best performance, so to speak? He was beaten 1.9 lengths in the Australian Cup. That's probably it. And I know he wasn't suited last start, but he was still pretty plain, I thought, late. He was playing first up as well. He had coming off a 550-day break. I think you just really have to risk him um, not laying him once again. You know, I've got him marked 40s, but it's not a horse I'd be looking to win on, that's for sure. Shane, uh, anything? Yeah, uh, horrible SP profile in all these runs here. Uh, gets a bad, it gets a tricky gate with a map that's probably going to have to be aggressive for the for the potential pro golfer. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just a no. Like it should be a hundreds. Uh, it probably will be uh, number five. Macram for our man uh, Willow and the Hayes boys. Uh, I am top odds anywhere. This horse seven fifty at six dollars, six fifty and seven. A couple of joints. Uh, 660 the fair at the or the exchange at the moment but yeah i'm taking this horse on i actually like how he's going he's going super but because he's going so good they're not going to dig this horse up and sit four wide he can't lead he has to go back to last and i think that's to his detriment and i think in a race with some competitive decent horses here with softer maps i'm going to take him on pete uh i'm taking him on just purely because of the map but uh, look he does have some versatility about him but yeah, look, he's only been exposed in slow tempo races so far in Australia, which I think is actually pretty much his wheelhouse. He's got a good turn of foot on the slow tempo. But even if they go slow in this race, I think he's going to be giving a start to some much better credentialed horses. So I'm more than happy to take him take him on at that price. Shane? Yeah, just agreeing with everything else that was said there. Um, You're with me. You support it. Yeah, I do. I it pains me to say it's the second time I've said this today. Yeah, that did hurt you on the radio. But it's like, it's, yeah, I mean, it's a non, it's like this, this, this will be double figures by the time you chase it out, Jack, I'm sure. 
Yeah, I think we'll sort of go top odds to about 10 bucks, and then we'll think about it again. But I do think it'll drift. Number six, the import, Rodrigo Diaz. Oli rides Australian bloodstock, $6 at the moment. Uh, we are equal top odds this horse. Um, that's just more on just wanting to have an opinion here. Um, very interested to see what Pistol says. Uh, happy to have half an opinion and be top odds, but equal top odds just off the map. Like where does Ollie get to on this horse? If he rolls across and lead, like I, I don't think that suits Ollie. I doubt that would suit the horse. So he has to sort of be back and wide. Um, Gray up, but happy to risk him, Peter. Yeah, look, proper proper grinder for me based on what I've seen so far. I watched his last three replays. Before that, he was in Dubai and he just didn't do anything there. His peak time form rating is about right for a group three, but it's on the low end of that. And certainly some of the other internationals have come here with better time form rankings. Last start, he wasn't suited in the e-ball. Basically went back to last three wide with cover, held up the entirety of the straight. But if you go back to his previous two starts at Sandown, he basically over 3,200 metres was glued to the floor as um, the, the winner of the one, two starts back and the Escher stakes just went past him and he basically grinded to the line versus the rest of the field. Much the same the previous start before. And look, that previous start, so we're talking the Coral Henry the second, the group three. Oh, that, was, that was just off his peak braiding there over in, over in uh, Europe. And look, he's still wasn't able to pick up the first two and running. So the pacemaker won the race. So he does look to be a real grinder. I think you'd need proper genuine tempo. I don't think they'll ride him aggressively from the gate, just looking at his general racing pattern previously. So for me, it's a, it's a no. Look, I've got him marked around $16. So, you know, I'm not going to... The map, what's the market do then? You think drift? I, I think he has to drift. And look, if it firms dramatically and he's backed into favour, I think there would be... Uh, I might take a second look and see what's what's going yeah, to happen. What here. did we but, miss? Sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I just I think you have to just genuinely risk him. I mean, his time form ranking of say 111, 112. Well, the Dragon Tay came here with 113, interpretation 114. Um, even horses like Surefire was 110. Serpentine was 115 on his best, but he hasn't shown any of that so far. San Huberto was 114. Like these horses are just you know, they're all going to be much of a muchness, I think, when you throw them all together. Shane? Yeah, look, I threw him into my top five, um, but um, just because I ran out of options and uh, I'll just <laughs> respect the market here. He was, the market will get him right, is my feeling. I know that sounds a bit like fence-sitting sort of thing, but the market will... will yeah, I will think that you're entitled like, to fence-sit with this horse. It's an important staying race in carnival time. Like it's a scary thing to sort of completely pen. Uh, horse seven, surefire. We are five dollars. I don't know how long I'll stay five dollars. To be honest, no, we're five fifty. Five fifty. I don't know how long we'll stay that, but that's for sure. Because uh, I think we're all going to align here and like it. I'll quickly talk about why I like it. I, I like the jockey switch. I like the inside draw, which he didn't get at Flemington, and I love the SP profile. I think this horse is. Um, ready to improve dramatically. Yeah. He was well-backed at Flemington too. He was 20s into 850. Yeah, and I think you have to give him more credit given he spent the first half of the race going backwards, ended up being three wide with cover at the end there and really just brushed home through the line, wasn't beaten too far, good splits on the way home. As you said, drills to improve. Like what worse, at, at worst, you're sitting midfield here. Um, this is the horse at the start of the show talking about the map that I... 
like I've always said, you've got to be careful mapping horses where you want them to go. But I, I, I've done that a little bit here. But what it's J Mac on, it's Waller, it needs to win. Interpretation's going to roll forward or sit prominently. So J Mac, as long as he jumps on the same level as interpretation, he just slots right in behind it, surely. Hmm. Um, and I spoke to Scurry earlier in the day just to try and get a read on him. And he Scurry was a big push for the firm, the firmer the better for this horse. So we saw two back at Randwick on the soft seven, three back on the heavy 10. He didn't necessarily finish off to the same as what he did on the soft six there first up where he basically gapped that field uh, late um, running over the top of titanium power. So I think the if the track improves towards that soft five, good four, I think he certainly comes into it. I expect he jumps favourite and well-backed. Shane? I feel like this is the easiest bet to have in the race. Um, a couple of two key words in particular, um, well, four key words, Walla, McDonald, Blinkers again. Hmm. Um, you know, perfect Walla setup. Um, yeah, for all the reasons what Pistol said about his last start performance and then the start before that was more aggressive, um, hard in the market, ran a strong race in the Kingston town and just gets a better map here and it's a perfect setup. It's just an easy bet to have. Yeah, it's just coming out of the right races, like, Started 270, 310 versus Knight's Order. And Amirian, who they both, you know, they both, they both ran, ran what, third and fourth or fourth they and fifth in a Caulfield well, Cup, yeah. you know, like yeah. it's stuff, it's form we know, which, you know, is in these staying races, the, the longer this carnival goes, the more, the less relevant that is. But uh, yeah, I, I think he's the one they back and we'll be keeping him. Uh, we, we're offering a price right now, but he'll end up being um, one we're going to try and keep safe. Number eight, Emissary. Uh, we are currently 18 bucks and biggest price this horse, uh, $15, $16 everywhere else, small the exchange. Um, I just don't think this horse is that good. Um, I'm prepared to change my opinion if, if Pistol with his time form ratings tells me otherwise, but um, I just don't think he's that good and I'm happy to take him on. Well, yeah, again, he's, you know, overall time form rating, overseas was better than what you see there with Rodrigo Diaz. The problem is he's had nine starts since in Australia is one, one. And that was a listed race at Caulfield over 1700. And, you know, I think relatively plain the last couple, that's probably about it. It's um, yeah. Don't really, can't really find him. Yeah. Not for me. Shane. Uh, well, you we can just tie a few form lines in here, as you said, you know, through that Shiraz race, um, you know, Jimmy the Bear ran second or third in that race. It's he just sort of like he's just a rung below a few of these in the race for sure. He did start nine dollars versus Macram, uh, twenty one dollars at Caulfield in the Herbert Power. So he's got some claim there, and just more reason to take on Macram here. The next horse, number nine, Lunacy's D Lane replaces Harry Coffee for Cressy Lee's. Uh, we are. Top odds by a mile here, 14 bucks. The best price anywhere else is 11s. Uh, I'm just laying the map, and I think he was sort of overpriced, overhyped a little bit, but like a SP was awful in the slowly run Smoke and Romans Turnbull Stakes, Peter. Uh, I don't think he was suited, though. Um, they, you, he did try to ride him with intent, Harry. He just couldn't necessarily get into a a good spot at the top of Australia was held up. And when he was clear, it was okay. I thought over the last 200 off that um, relatively, well, it was a very slow tempo race. I think second fastest last 200 meters of that race. 
Yeah. And look, I, I, probably the main query for me is I'd prefer them on a little bit softer ground. Um, so if it stays in that sort of six range, maybe five, that's borderline. That's probably, um, you know, a chop bet for me, just purely on the map. You know, you have to respect D lane jumping on board. And I, I, this is the, the horse that sort of gives me a bit of a query for Rodrigo Diaz. If they settle in the same position in run, I'd much rather be on Luncey's than Rodrigo. Um, I think it's Luncey's. got a much better term of foot. So... Luncey's. Yeah, look, at best for me, it's like a, it'd be a, a saving bet. Um, but I'd want, you know, positive track pattern and or track conditions with it being in that softer range because, you know, D-Lane is one of the better riders of stayers in, in Melbourne. It's just one of the better riders uh, as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is this horse a non-winner, Shane? Um, no, I don't know. It's one five from 21. That's probably a bit harsh. Um Gary Harley would probably have a good line on this. He would have had a yap to Chrissy Lees before the race, and he said the horses go on board. Um, <laughs> I was on him last start. I uh, agree with Pistol. He was. I, I don't think the horse was suited. Um, obviously, the gate and the map is the query here, and uh, what the weather does and how the track plays um, will be. You know, will just sort of determine his fate a little bit too. I think. Um, I, I made him a top five chance. Um, thought he's run the start before that. Um, when he was first up was a real, like a, a really strong effort and said that he's come back in great nick. Um, yeah, I think he's a top five chance with suitable conditions and um, obviously D-Lane on's a tick. The 10, Shabao, we are $34 around the mark with the market there. Um, we're, we're currently offering 121% market, which is very, very competitive versus everyone at the moment. Um, e Brown off, B Preble on. Um, I just don't think it's a good thing taking E Brown off. We learned that on Saturday with um with um what was it called? Smoking Romans. Uh, I don't think this horse can win. I hate the map. Thoughts, Peter. Yeah, I just think there's better suited horses. I don't really like the very slow tempo races going forward into into anything, especially up and well, it's staying at the same distance. I just don't think it's had enough conditioning. You know, these had two starts since a 414 day spell. So yeah. Yeah, he did go. He did go and miss this horse um, from yeah. memory. Um, had a long layoff with a reasonably serious injury. So, um, you know, well done to get him back, I suppose. But he does. He does Full credit. The best might be behind him. Um, happy to uh, work around him. The eleven Groove Fairy, L Meach, G Waterhouse A Bot. Uh, deep into a preparation, been up for a while. Be rock hard fit. Uh, we are keeping this horse safe. Uh, I, I think it's a very, very good winning chance off the map and the profile and some of the form lines are tidy enough. Peter. Yeah, tend to agree. I think this looks like one of the horses that could improve coming off wet tracks as well, finding a firmer track. Um, settles on speed. I, I think yeah, you can just put a line, if you put a line through the Metro where it was $8.50 and they've already seen a couple of good horses come out of that race. This is the only horse coming from the Metropolitan racing in the Geelong Cup. You've had Stockman, Sacramento, Durston, uh, Arapaho, Arapaho. Arapaho. Oh, this is good. Oh, so you scored one. That's a tongue twister. <laughs> but I will call it Grove Ferry, not Grove Ferry. Yeah, or so yeah, look, I'm more than happy to have something on this this galloper. I've got it marked closer to 10, just trusting that Sydney form. I think that's a bit better than some of the other races in terms of... Well, it's the Caulfield Cup there. form, isn't it? Like Montefiore yeah, was the run of the race. 
and the winner come out at the same race, the same yeah. day. Like, mm. I think it's it's a tick. Yes, don't disagree. Um, look, it did win the, the Colin Stevens at Group 3 level to start before that. He started 440 versus Herman Hesse, started 350. Um, Cardrader Nor was in that race, around second to him. Um, who would be, you know, well below these. So, look, I think it's a chance to to lead or box seat. Um, so he's going to put itself in their race. And like you say, comes through the right race. So it's, it's, you know, top six or seven chance for sure. Righto. Horse 12, interpretation. B, Gladrap, Mellum, Seymour, Dave, Oostis. Fourth rider, fourth start, Australia, this horse. Uh, the market loves him. Always starts like just about sub five bucks. Uh, it's hard to knock, but they haven't really given you a choice with the market. We are currently top odds this horse at 440. The rest are about four bucks, 420. Um, he's going to get a very, very economical passage, I think, Peter. Yes. Uh, draws perfectly. If you go off his best time form ratings, um, he's more than competitive here. But what he's had three starts in Australia. And I know there was like a slight excuse there last start. Um, he was held up until about the 300. He just seemed to grind away late. Does he perhaps just maybe not have as much versatility as a few of these other horses? So, look, I'm not... I, you certainly can't back him at the price, I don't think. I've got him marked closer to 10 of what he's shown so far. I wouldn't be surprised if he improves out of sight, just given the yard. Um, yeah, look, not at the price, but clearly has the ability, if he can find some of that European form, he's the top chance, but just not at the price. Shane? Yeah, well, no, I agree with Peter here. Um I think he's going to have to, you know, I mean, not saying he can't improve, but I think he's going to have to improve again. Um, would you suggest that he's, um, that he's two runs since that barrier trial have shown improvement? What do you? Yeah, I'd suggest he's like going good, but he's not like, he's not savaging the line. Like he's a horse yeah. that if they gave you a price, you'd back him, but he's like price, like he's going really, really good. And he well might be. I hate the way they change riders on these stays. Like, like we, I think Peter, and appreciate it. You didn't hang shit at me for thirty minutes on the deep dive this week. You actually talked about horse racing a little bit, and what <laughs> you said about staying races and the rides and reviewing them. I agree with one hundred percent. There's a lot more to it, and and the more you get to know these horses, I think there's a big edge in that. Like knowing how they're traveling, when you need to wake them up, blah blah blah. And now Melon goes on. Craig off, John was on, Ethan Brown. Like they're four very different riders, and it just grazes me up. Are we trusting? Uh, are we seeing anything in the jockey switch there? Does Craig say Matt Graham's a, a better ride? Yeah, or, I'd know. say Craig has right of way. It just looks unders. It just looks unders to me. Anything under five fifty looks unders because it doesn't. It's it, there's plenty of chances in this race. Maybe I, I originally thought that his price and surefire's price were the wrong way around. Yeah, that's my... Oh, I think, I think yeah. we're all sort of singing the same song here. No no pun intended, but that was my interpretation as well, Curls. But <laughs> he, he does he does look like a horse that if he draws well in the Melbourne Cup, he's a genuine sort of like top six chance. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that yeah, sort yeah. of profile. Like looking at these European distances, 2,600, 2,800, 2,900, 3,000, like it, this might be too short for him. Maybe that's why we're not seeing the best of him over 25, 2,400, because he needs another 500 metres. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, could be right. Uh, the next horse, number 13, La Dragon T, J-Car Sticks for Anthony and Sam Friedman. Uh, we are top odds again this horse. We are 20 bucks. The rest of them sort of 16, 17, 18, and one joint 19. Um, a couple more joints, 19. Um, I don't know where it gets to and run. I don't know. Um, there's been a little bit of money for it already. I- I'm happy to take this horse on. There's no form from its first up run at Flemington. There is zero form from its second up performance at Sandown. Um, and I think the, the Sandown number is always a little bit juicier than it is. Uh, I'm happy to take this horse on, Peter. Yeah, uh, look, based on its peak figures overseas, I think it's fair to say it hasn't found anything close to that. It's had four starts. I know it's through wide, no cover there at Sandown, but it it went to win and then peaked. So that is a genuine excuse. But that was 1,700. Um, first up was 14. So it goes 14, 17, 2,400. I think that's got to be a query in itself. Its best figure over in Europe was over 2,000 metres. Um, this is, might be a bit too far. And like I said, just it hasn't really shown like it's going to be finding those top numbers so far. I know Jackson's been more than happy to pen a lot of the stable horses of late. And you'll have a look at the current season stats, six winners from 90 starts. Uh, last 50 is two winners. So would need a significant improvement, have to take it on. I've got to mark 26. Yeah, and uh, this is this is a horrible placement by a stable that's going horrific. Um, I think you mentioned their last 50. I've got them three from their last 60, Peter, and those okay. wins were at Mowie, which is not even a proper racetrack. <laughs> um, Mornington. Until we see them on there. <laughs> and Sale. Like, if you're if you're clinging on to wins at Mornington, Mowie and Sale on your CV, you're kidding yourself. Um, this looks like the owners are Geelong-based and want a runner. This is not a setup. To run a Geelong Cup is horrific placement. Yeah, I'm with you. Right, number 14, Media or D. Thornton, Chris Cowthorpe. Uh, comes out of the Gunstock Coonji, uh, where it started $16 and uh, wasn't competitive. It wasn't competitive to start prior over 400 meters behind Scalapini. So it's gone 14 off one trial, 1400, 2000, now 2400. I don't think it can win. Yeah, no, nothing further. You know, draws inside again. What is it going to improve? 15 lengths of been beaten 12. Shane? Uh, this is our Australasian Oaks winner from last season, whose best chance of earning any money will be getting it in foal and putting it through the brew mess. <laughs> <laughs> Number 15, attorney, seen you at Froggy. Matthew Smith from Warwick Farm. Uh, this horse comes out of the Caulfield race, Herbert, the Herbert Power, a 2,400-metre race. So he's had the two runs at 2,400 metres, a nice base for this. Uh, he started 101, though, in that race at Caulfield and ran 7th of 15th. I don't think he can win, and we're top odds it and media award. Well, I don't think he can win, but it wasn't suited there. Like, it, it got back in a very slowly run race and wasn't suited versus the day, ran home with good splits. And, look, it, you know, if you're looking for something wider to throw into first fours or something like that, I, I could probably give it a bit of a push at, you know, millions. Shane? Um, stable seems to be in good form. Uh, of recent time. Um, but yeah, um, I'm probably with you, Jack. Um, 
I didn't give this a second look. Number 16. Yeah, I'm with you. Number 16, Rory Simpson, Harry Coffey, who will hopefully ride a winner today at uh, Casterden. How do you say Casterden? Casterden. If the horse gets beat there, it's Casterden. Simon Wild trains this galloper. It's backing up from the Coonji as well, where it started $41 and ran third behind Gunstock on a very heavy track there. Um, it's fourth up into this. Uh, I, I thought this horse has some hope versus its price, but certainly not a horse I want to back or think can win. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make any sense? I mean, that does it have upside after 27 starts? You know, I think it genuinely has to find another sort of at least five lengths to be competitive versus some of these other top liners. It started 10 bucks. One thing that stood out to me a little bit is it started 10 bucks in the Adelaide Cup, which I think is about this level of race. Mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah, righto. Shane? <laughs> uh, not today, brother. Speaking of not today, number 17, T Waters, uh, D Moore, Archie Alexander. Honestly, no. Peter? I mean, if you run a line through its Victoria Derby, you know, third to Hitotsu, second behind Allegra on, that's sort of competitive with the right run in transit, but hasn't really shown that since the last couple have been playing there's no trial i don't think or no jump out coming into this of a 38 day break that looks a little bit iffy mapped poorly yeah pass the last race at one it beat royal crown and farago farago's come out and won since the rest of them haven't like it's that farago that big gray horse that yeah. won the maui think, cup or something the other day i think so yeah yeah nah I'll, i didn't give it a second look either when i was looking for my top five here the 18 team captain D Bates, Matthew Kamani. Um, we are top odds by way of this. We're $26. The rest of them are about $21.20. Uh, I, I just think this horse is pushing shit up. Well, I think this horse is battling to be competitive here. This is a step up on, on what it's seen recently is in the group three Lunar Flare race where it started $41. And I think this is about the same level of race. And it's for some reason halved in price. Yeah, I, look, I don't think it's been up to it this prep so far. I know it wasn't beaten too far in the Bart Cummings, but, it, you know, that did sort of get a little bit of a sucky run there. Um, I think it would need its absolute best and it's maybe a top half of the field chance. If you wanted to make a case for it, it started 460 and ran third behind Smoke and Romans in the uh, Packenham Cup. Yeah, look, it's certainly a better chance than the previous um, two Bunch. horses that we spoke about. Um, top 10 chance. Number 19, the last horse, Herman Hess. Uh, no rider as of yet. Uh, the Colt trains, Seymour, Dave Eustis, uh, Josh Cadillac Kavanagh, uh, pulling the <laughs> reins, so he tells us all. Uh, no, he doesn't. There goes his job. Yeah, stay calm. Uh, that was a joke, guys. Um, I like this horse here. I think maps to get a great run. I hope they run it and I hope they find a rider. Uh, I think he's going to get a, a re- really, really soft run. He's got that SP profile that Shane, I think, spoke about with uh, Grove Ferry. Grove Ferry. <laughs> Grove Ferry. Uh, and I think those two are going to run competitive races here. Uh, we are unders or we're just on the market at the moment. But as the percentages come down for the rest of them, we'll be under. Uh, I'll be keeping this horse pretty safe, Peter. 
Yeah, look, it obviously maps well, as you said, but like the form looks pretty decent, obviously needs to get a start. But um, yeah, I, I think it would be relatively competitive if the inside of the track is holding up. So look, I've got a marked $18. It's not really a horse I'm backing, but it's not a horse I'm laying either. Scratched from the Coonji last Wednesday at Caulfield because of the heavy track, Shane. Yeah, there you go, Jack. That was um, well spotted by you. Um, I don't know if it means anything. Um, I don't know what else comes out of the race to allow it to get a run. Um, obviously, there's a, a big prize at the end of this race, not only the $300,000, but the ticket to the Belmont Cup, isn't it? So, um, yeah. yeah, I can't see any reason why something else would scratch unless something untoward happens. So, very stiff, uh, the boys here. All right, that's our uh, look at the Geelong Cup. Um, our best bets, well, our top five, we'll quickly just run through them and then we'll roll the graphics along for our best and value. Peter's top five is Surefire, Grove Fairy, Midnight Blue, Interpretations and Loonsies. Loonsies. Correct. Curly, the male model from Toowoomba, Surefire, <laughs> Rodrigo Diaz, Macram, Loonsies and Interpretation. <laughs> And I'm with Shawfire, Grove Fairy, Herman Hess, Interpretation, and Rodrigo Diaz. So very similar sort of numbers there, guys. Uh, anything else to add before we wrap it up? And uh, if you are heading out to the Geelong Cup, um, I think it's important, Peter, that you pass on some of the knowledge from which you've learnt from your previous um, adventures there. Yeah. You put on one of the great all-time staying performances. You think the Geelong Cup's got stays in it. Peter didn't sleep. Shane, so I reckon the Friday, and in that time, he had one of the monstrous bets of all time. We were betting together that day on one of Uncle Bob's Ceres and Whites at Ascot, like where he couldn't even see, he couldn't even talk, but he had this monstrous bet on that into Liz Grishow to win the Cox Plate. But he did, you did yeah. one one thing up big time, right? Listen to this, Shane. So he's backed this horse over there at, I reckon it was like 380 or something. And we've had it like a proper, proper bet. Into Liska show top tote. <laughs> it was like four dollars into two ten. <laughs> just, just giving something back. Oh, unfair. That's fair. No. but no, uh, Digo, the the advice would be if you don't drink during the day at Geelong Cup because you're doing the mounting yard and finding Prince of Aaron out of it and Mickey Walker on board and that's right. So you sort of travel. You travelled like. You just went to sleep far back the yep. fence on the day. That's right. Yep. Yeah. If, if okay, you don't you drink during the day, day, you can stay stay all night. So, uh, yeah, never again. If you're a young bloke heading out there, have a great day. It's an outstanding day. Yeah, well, I can give you a little bit of advice too. Yeah? What's that? Um, Geelong race six, number four. Minx moment. Back it. And enjoy your free it. day. Enjoy <laughs> the free day. Enjoy the day for free. Six, oh, four, guys. This moment. Back in. Enjoy the day for free. White sunnies, white sunnies are available at all servos leading into Geelong, um, particularly the Apco service stations, which are big down Geelong way. White sunglasses are must for all. And if you minutes. are driving down from Melbourne and you're hungry, um, there's a Macca's as you hit Geelong. Get that because after that, there's no more food options to get to the racetrack. So there's a nice little Mackey D's there just as you get into town. Um, boys, thank you. Guys, have a great day. Enjoy yourselves and uh, 10 of the best from Geelong. Big fields, fat odds. Bye for now.